Blog Talk Radio. again to Debt Free Wealth Radio. Trudy Behrman here. Our website is debtfreewealth.org. We're on a crusade and we invite you to come on board as we explore all things money that ultimately leads to helping those who desire it delete debt, build wealth, and protect family and assets. While I have your attention, I'm going to ask for a personal favor. Please click the follow button for our show or the like button if you're accessing this later on one of our blog sites. As an added incentive, all followers to Debt Free Wealth Radio will receive two things from us. We will thank you for following our show by sending you our most downloaded show to date, titled Delete Debt 101, where we go over 15 ways people end up in debt and 16 strategies to deleting debt. Followers will also be the first to be notified when our book, Debt-Free Wealth, is published and be eligible to receive the e-book version free of cost and a preferred pricing on the hard copy. Now, we recently signed a two-book deal with Zulon Press, and our book, Debt-Free Wealth, is already well on its way. So in the meantime, we encourage you to subscribe to our blog and check for regular updates on money-saving tips and strategies that you can use right away. Now, today's discussion comes from the category of building wealth, and today's topic for discussion is Christians and precious metals, to buy or not to buy. Christianet.com has a Facebook page with 1.2 million likes. Now, this same group conducted a survey asking their audience, should Christians invest in gold and silver? The response is an eye-opener for me and a trigger for today's discussion. So, Debt-Free Wealth Radio weighs in on the same survey question. Should Christians invest in gold and silver? Now, the Christianet survey of the 346 respondents, 62 of them polled did not think Christians should invest in precious metals because they believe they're storing up treasures on earth. Responses from those who were unsure about the issue totaled 113 respondents. And 171 participants think that Christians should make investments in precious metals. So 49.4%, just shy of 50% of the Christianettes' responders think Christians should buy gold and silver. 
So while the majority did agree, the numbers for me were not overwhelming enough to say that this was a strong conclusion. So what do you think? If you're available to call in during the live show, please call 323-417-6775. Are you a Christian with an opinion on this matter? Please join us. As an upfront disclosure, Debt-Free Wealth host, which is me, Trudy Behrman, is a Christian who not only buys and holds gold and silver, but earns an income from selling these precious metals as well. So I just want to disclose that up front. Now, today's show is not so much about whether or not investing in gold and silver is a good idea. Investing and where to invest is a totally personal and customized situation based on your finances at the moment and whether you have financial brokers deciding your investments for you or not and your risk tolerance. It is always the wisest move to check with your financial advisor or someone you respect or educate yourself before deciding how to spend or invest your income. I am not a financial advisor. Please check Debt Free Wealth Radio's archives and listen to our show, Precious Metal Investing for Dummies and Smart People Too, where I did have a certified financial planner, Paul Majenovic, and he was on that show to offer his expert opinion in that matter. In general, a diverse investment portfolio will have a mix of investments. And a good one is likely to also include precious metal. What the general public may not realize is investment-grade gold and silver or even collector's quality gold and silver items can be purchased directly by the consumers who are not financial advisors or brokers that are making that investment decision. Gold and silver may once have been the hobby of kings and the uber-rich, but not anymore. The general public is no longer regulated to only buying gold and silver in the form of jewelry. Did you know that you can buy gold bullion bars and coins and numismatic coins and artifacts and other items if you wish? More and more folks are opting to put a portion of their savings and investments in precious metal assets. I made that decision when the economic meltdown of 2007 through 2009 swallowed a 401k reversed our real estate holdings, and destroyed our businesses. Our small holding of gold and silver was literally the silver lining in our, in our, in our experience. When we realized that this not only held, that our gold and silver not only held its original value, but escalated, it required no maintenance, no squabbling with tenants, and no broker management fees, we were convinced to reroute a significant portion of our disposable income into gold and silver from there on. That began my journey into educating myself about the industry, and during that process I learned that I could really do myself an income favor by becoming one of those retail options for those of you who are already deciding like I did. It is a simple economic principle, people, the law of demand and supply. If you supply something that there is a demand for, you will earn money. So my website that you can purchase gold and silver from is available at goldandsilvercoininvesting.com. I know that's a mouthful. Let me say it again, goldandsilvercoininvesting.com. 
silver, and the word and is spelled out, gold and silver, coininvesting.com, and there is a tab to purchase the metals there. There's also a, per, uh, a tab if you're also interested, like myself, on learning how you too can get into the business of gold and silver. Now, there is no question about the world's demand for gold and silver. There has been a global shift taking place right under your feet as more and more national banks around the world reduce their holding of U.S. currency in exchange for increasing their inventory of gold and silver. Mike Mizak, a numismatist and a world leader in precious metal coin sales, has sold more than a billion dollars in gold and silver coins to viewers of TV home shopping shows. The focus of today's show is not really whether or not is the focus of today's show is whether or not Christians should buy the precious metal. Christians are influenced by the Bible and their religious leaders. Some read the Bible and see God as one who wants to bless them, and that blessing is sometimes displayed in the form of financial prosperity. Others read the same Bible and see God as one out to punish for every sin, and that punishment may be in the form of financial depravity. Actually, both positions are supported if you read the Bible. However, to come to either conclusion using just isolated passages is to not see those stories in their context, in their place, in the whole book. God is a God of justice who does require repentance and restitution, and he does punish the wicked. But that same God is a merciful God who sent his only son to restore us to himself and to the heirdom of heaven. So instead of seeing me as some authority on the matter of whether Christians should invest in gold or silver or not, let us view this show as an open dialogue that will continue long after today's show ends. I do have an opinion, and I do not claim that my opinion is as a result of God whispering something in my ear or that I have some special prophecy to share. I'm a Christian who thinks Owning and holding gold and silver is just a darn good idea. I'm going to share my opinions why I think so with you, and that's pretty much, you know, quite a few shows on, on this program, Debt Free Wealth Radio. I've, I've said it from time to time. And, and I'll mention some more today. And I invite you, Christians, to add your comments. Like I said, this show will be uploaded to our blogs. Um, it will be on two blogs in particular, the gold and silver coin investing.com, as well as our blog at thebibleonbusiness.org, org. So please visit those sites and put your comments and participate in this conversation with us. Now, depending on the translation of a Bible that you use, the Bible makes more than 2,000 references to money and possession. It may say money, shekel, treasure, denarii, possessions, whatever, more than 2,000 references to money and possessions in the Bible. And when it comes to the terms, terms gold and silver, in the King James Version, there are 351 verses that have the word silver in it, and the word gold appears in 463 verses. 11 of the 39 parables that Jesus taught touches on the matter of money. In my opinion, God knows the influence of money on man. So in 1 Timothy verse 6, 
in First Timothy chapter six verse ten, in the New International Version, it reads, "For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil." Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Note the verse says it's, it's not the money that is the root of all evil, but the love of money that is the root of all kinds of evil. So in my humble opinion as a student of the Bible, God does not have a problem with money, but he may have a problem with your relationship with it, with our relationship with it. Much like the story of the rich young ruler that came to Jesus in Luke 18, verse 23, asking what he needed to be saved, he had a relationship with his wealth that was much more important to him than his relationship with God. So if you have a healthy relationship with money and possessions where they are simply tools in your hand and an object of, and not an object of your worship and focus, then I believe God will be able to trust us with the blessing of money and prosperity. God is a jealous God, and he will allow his people to have no other gods before him. And when money and gold are not, are not your God, I think God can bless us with money and gold. Gold and silver are natural resources provided to us by God for us to use in his glory. It's the blueprint for his temple, both the temporary tabernacle and the structure built by Solomon. There was so much gold and silver provided and used that it would not only meet the specifications by God, but serve to glorify him. Later, when the children of Israel left Egypt, God caused the greatest wealth transfer in Egypt to take place, as they were given gold and silver by their former slave masters upon their exodus. Later, in Exodus 25, verses 1 through 3, the Lord says to Moses, and I quote, Tell the Israelites to bring me an offering. You are to receive the offering for me from everyone whose heart prompts, who hearts, whose heart prompts them to give. These are the offerings you are to receive from them. Gold, silver, and bronze. So the verse does go on to add some additional items that God uh, said he would receive as offerings. But you know what? When God did, dictates a directive and plainly states that not only is an offering to be brought, but of the list of acceptable offerings, the first three that God states are gold, silver, and bronze. That argument is settled for me. Again, guys, that verse is that, that um, will be found in Exodus 25, verses 1 to 3. That argument is settled for me. I can tell you that since reading those verses, I have been tithing in gold and silver. And our church has no problem receiving our tithe in gold and silver. And we will continue to do so until the Lord calls us home or takes us up, whichever comes first. Now, I can only tithe from what I have. So, for me to tithe in gold and silver, it requires that I have the gold and silver to tithe with. So, for me, truly bearman, my personal answer to whether or not Christians should own gold and silver is a resounding yes. I must own it for me to tithe it. Now, whether or not I should invest in gold and silver is another conversation altogether. Again, let me put in the reminder that I am not a financial advisor, and it is always recommended that when making a personal decision regarding investment, that you get good counsel or educate yourself 
before making such decisions. Consider this information in today's show part of that education process. I can only present information that I know, and I will only state opinions that I hold. From there, you can process this content and decide how to research further with regards to making your own decision. Because I see money, gold, and silver as tools, natural resources of which I must steward, the degree to which the Lord has entrusted me, I will not be guilty of burying that which God has entrusted me to manage. Money management decisions fall into the realm of investing and investment decisions. While gold and silver are still money by definition, the fact that it is not the currency in general circulation means we have to decide to exchange our money, our dollars, yuans, euros, whatever you're using, for the gold and silver. Converting your currency into gold and silver and how much of that conversion will happen is the investing side of this discussion. Now, gold and silver numismatic coins in their protective slabs are considered a hobby as people do collect those. However, the intrinsic value of those gold and silver collectibles still remain in addition to the additional value imparted by its worth to a collector. So for today, let's include the owning and holding of collectible gold and silver into this discussion as to whether or not a Christian should invest in gold and silver. The demand for gold and silver exists all around us. But those who watch the daily changing values of these precious metals, the entry and exit prices for investing is not only a science, but also a game. Personally, every piece of gold and silver that I buy, I hold, not for later sale at some higher price, but my personal stash is purchased with a long-term view till retirement or death, whichever comes first. Unlike traditional investors, I do not concern myself with the daily changing values. The law of averages will win because if I buy five pieces at five different prices, the average price of all five purchases usually leads to a profitable outcome according to the law of averages. Plus, if I hold my assets for another 20 years, God providing I live that long, when I arrive at the age that I believe I will retire, then there is a very strong probability that the gold and silver I hold now, regardless of the price I've purchased it at, will be worth so much more in 20 years. So every month, as cash flow permits, I purchase gold and silver regardless of the current price that the New York Stock Exchange says it is. What I do not tithe is held, and basically my investment strategy is to save in gold and silver. Now, there are some Christians who have a laser-like focus on the end-time prophecies who are open to holding gold because the prophecies indicate that food will be so scarce that it may take a whole bag of gold to buy a piece of bread. Well, regardless of your prophetic leanings regarding the end times, this analogy does not seem too far-fetched in light of our current reality. If food will be an issue and it will take as much as much gold to give that person an advantage to eat, then those of you who do not have the gold, starvation and death may be your option. 
The U.S. value, the U.S. dollar right now is 85% less than its buying power when it replaced gold as a monetary standard. Dollars are man-made fiat currency. Gold and silver has been money since the beginning of time and continues to be money. Anything God makes is good and will outlive man's best invention. Gold and silver is an international currency, and unlike the U.S. dollar, it will have value wherever I go. Christians, gold, Christians, gold and silver, in my humble opinion, is, a, is superior money regardless of what the stock, New York Stock Exchange has declared the daily value of gold or silver to be. My grocery bill confirmed every week that my U.S. dollars are impacted in a bigger way than the daily change in the value of gold and silver. When $200 of grocery can barely keep my pantry going for the whole week, I know that money is worth less and less and less every day. The absolute fact is that if you had $2,500 of silver back in 1966, when silver was worth about a dollar per ounce, and if you held on to, say, $2,500 worth of dollars or $2,500 worth of silver, now in 2012, you would still have the $2,500 in cash, but that silver would be worth enough to buy about three brand-new Ford Mustangs, a world cruise, and cash to spend. This is the power of God's gold and silver. So, should a Christian invest in gold and silver? Well, you tell me. What do you think? I really would love to hear your opinion. So, we're going to wrap up now, guys. How about you join? Please, please visit our site. Contribute to this conversation. I look forward to hearing your feedback. Like I said, this is an open discussion, and I, I really look forward to some of the comments you guys will will put there. Um, please visit some of our, our archive shows because we have kind of touched on this topic of gold and silver from different angles before. Please um, check out the one, Investing for uh, Smart Dummies and, and Smart People too with uh, Paul Majenovic. And join us next week. Our topic is Network Marketing, Affiliate Income, Primary and Side Income. The business model of network marketing and affiliate income may seem the same to the average person, but they are very different. How they work, part-time or full-time focus, and why it is possible to do both, and why some entrepreneurs would rather keep a laser focus on their primary business instead of combining the two. When it comes to deleting debt and building wealth, it may be worth your time to figure out if these business models may be something you can incorporate into your life or create an income stream from. So join us next week. Thank you again for being with me, Trudy Behrman, Debt-Free Wealth Radio, and goodbye.